Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Mark Zamsky and Marla Crawford, the CEO and General Counsel, respectively, for Simplify, an integrated legal services provider that aligns e-discovery and contract analytics for corporate legal departments and law firms. Marla, Mark, great to see you. Wonderful to see you, Ari. Thanks for inviting us on. Hi, Ari. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Mark, tell us about your background and your role at Simplify. I'm currently the CEO of Simplify. I've been in this uh, legal services space for the last 27 years. I practiced law for four years in Philadelphia before that as a commercial litigator. And it's been really amazing to see the evolution over the last 27 years of what's happened in the legal space, legal services, and more specifically, the growth of of legal technology. And it's really an honor to, to serve as the CEO of Simplify currently. Marla, you've practiced in both a large law firm and a large financial services company. What trends do you see driving change in corporate legal departments? I'm experienced or senior in the legal technology space. So when I started practicing law, there was really no place for technology in the law. And then I've seen over the past 35 years the evolution from literally yellow legal pads to the adoption of technology in what we do as lawyers. And today, that adoption is really sort of taking off like a rocket. Part of it is because e-discovery is really now embedded into the rules of civil procedure. And that technology, from an ethics perspective, has to be understood by the lawyer. Part of it is because the technologies are expanding across the various disciplines, whether it's contract analytics, knowledge management, document management, matter management, e-billing, all of that has arisen. And of course, in the most recent open AI, that people who were afraid to use technology-assisted review and e-discovery are now asking the questions, how do we use ChatGPT to write our briefs? So the evolution has been astounding over the course of my personal career. And now I think it's just part of the fabric of the legal department, particularly within corporate America. Mark, Simplify recently published a new market research report on which I was honored to collaborate called The Expanding Influence of Legal Operations Inside Look at AI, CLM, and Law Department Transformation, which is a follow-up to a report you released in 2022. What were some of the key findings in the report? We found that the results from 2022 led us to do another survey and what we're seeing year over year is this continued expansion of the role in legal ops. We just returned from the clock CGI Institute in Las Vegas. And all you have to do is really look at the numbers of attendees to really understand that role. The difference in the educational series and the types of programs they're putting on to understand how that expansion continues. And then, of course, we looked very specifically at CLM. When I talk about CLM, contract lifecycle management, which now encompasses, for the most part, 
contract analytics as well. So contract analytics applying to more post-signature agreements, CLM being more pre-signature workflow. But I think it's all coming together in the same space. And again, to make reference to clock, all you had to do was sort of walk around the showroom floor and you would see that probably over half of the service providers or software companies that were there were offering some sort of CLM solution, which really leads to what's happening in the legal department. There is a greater adoption and implementation overall of CLM. And as part of that, what legal operations are seeing is that it's helping them really understand what's in their contract, contracts, helping them gain efficiencies across the organization by leveraging the risks and opportunities within those contracts. I think there was a real interesting aspect of that because we talked about as Marla just mentioned, technology-assisted review and this fascination around ChatGPT. Yet at the same time, the report really exposed that in the CLM implementations and programmatic enterprise-wide distribution of this type of software, that people are a little hesitant to implement AI. Some of it is because they either don't fully understand how it interacts with their contracts or they simply lack the manpower to effectively implement what is a great AI solution. But people understand the power of it. They understand that they need to implement more analytics to really future-proof their CLM to gain greater insight into their existing and post-signature agreements. And then, you know, overall, there's just a, a greater acceptance of AI across the board. And what we'll continue to see is this expansion across the legal operations industry, whether it's in different emerging roles like like chief of staff or the way in which legal operations really interacts with various business units within a corporation. Marla, the new report is designed to provide practical guidance on how legal teams are deploying CLM and AI. What should in-house leaders know about the use of those tools? Currently, best practices to implement a CLM. Our clients are seeing that the best way to do that is to start with a POC, find a good use case, knock it out of the park, and then start to internally socialize that within the enterprise, really go on a roadshow and impress the business teams so that they want to adopt it as well. But I think you'll see in your report that there's very little debate that CLM adds value to the enterprise. It saves people time. That saves them money. It gives increased visibility into reporting and risk management. It gets the customer within the enterprise to um, resolution of the contract quicker. And I think that overall, it's going to become just another tool that is embedded within the toolkit in enterprises across the world. So I think that adoption is not a question, it's going to happen, and that the practical way to implement that is to kind of break it off into bite-sized pieces. Mark, 86% of the 50 legal operations leaders featured in the report indicated that the role of the legal operations professional has changed and expanded. And there was also discussion of the crossover into, as you mentioned, the chief of staff role. Are innovations in CLM and AI, among other technological initiatives, changing the responsibilities of law department leaders? 100%. 
what we're seeing is that, of course, right, someone in the legal department and years ago maybe stepped up and and, and understood document management systems or, or knowledge-based systems. Um, by default, they gained more and more responsibility. And over the years, as as clock expanded, as legal operations expanded, the legal department expanded, they took on uh, more of a role that, that focused on this type of technology and expanding across the enterprise. So today, what we're seeing is as there's more technology and there is more opportunity for business units to take advantage of that technology, many of them are looking to the legal department to help them because they understand AI, they understand data, they understand these documents and how this technology really works. So there are more um, stakeholders within the organization that are driving business to the legal department. That's not litigation. That's not that sort of cost and expense of the legal department, but more of a, a benefit to assist with cost savings and efficiencies across the organization. So as those requests are driven by technology, the business unit leaders, the stakeholders, those in sales and procurement uh, want to take advantage of that technology, more of these requests are, are, are coming in to those that, that best understand it. So I think that's one reason why we're seeing the expanded role. And then you mentioned the chief of staff role, which I had mentioned earlier as well, which, you know, and the report bore this out that, the chief of staff role was once perhaps a, a limited role that that helped out the general counsel within an organization. But now again, these leaders within the organization have been taken on more and more responsibility as technology has shifted, as understanding what happens within the legal department has expanded, and this need for someone to help drive the process, not necessarily own it, but to drive the process who understands the, the nuts and bolts of what's happening. So it's absolutely a, a technological feature. And uh, what we're also seeing is that more and more organizations want to centralize because we can't have different business units taking different approaches to the same problem. Uh, so they are looking to legal as that, as that one sort of true north as to how things could or should be done within the organization. Marlo, the report discusses the crossover from e-discovery to contract analytics to legal operations. How do those different disciplines relate? E-discovery was really the first time the lawyer had to adopt technology. It was surprising that documents that were discussed in the discovery phase were not paper. Lawyers had to understand the, enough of the technology so that they could go to court conferences, advise their clients, comply with the ethics obligations about um, representing your clients with, with competence. So that really opened up this entire career path of someone who understands both law and technology. There are some people who come from the legal side, the way I who are lawyers who learned about technology and then became e-discovery lawyers the way I did. And then that grew into understanding how technology can help the lawyer practice in a better way. But there are also professionals who came to this from the technology side who then understood how the law could help them advance their career and 
their enterprise. There are people who come to this from the business side, who know how to manage teams, who know how to project management. So it's an interesting nexus, this legal technology world with people who come to it from various disciplines, but the idea is all the same. How to use technology to be more efficient, more precise, and make sure that the client is getting quicker and more accurately where they need to be, whether it's in a litigation, an investigation, a merger, an acquisition. Um, There are so many use cases now for technology that has gone well beyond e-discovery. Mark, what's driving this convergence? From our perspective, I think it comes down to skills, right? She alluded to different people embracing different skill sets. So what, what I've seen throughout my 27-year career that started off with contract attorneys reviewing documents, we saw technology infiltrate that just with review platforms and then technology-assisted review, which ultimately you know, reduced the size of review teams and made reviews with less documents, more efficient, more cost-effective, and happened much quicker. So what we're seeing is the same skill sets that reviewers had and the same skill sets that technologists had, right, to be able to understand and search for a word or a phrase within an email or a Word document is pretty much the same way that we're applying those analytic technologies and analytic concepts to contracts. We've got uh, a document, there are words on that document, and we're interested in finding out whether or not certain words exist within an agreement and what's the impact of those words. And so if you look at an email versus a contract, the application of that is very much the same. So what we're seeing as well in review is that we're also learning that contract analytics and their, the, the platforms that are uh, running contracts through these, these algorithms there's no magic bullet. So it all requires human interaction, just like we talked about originally when TAR first came out. Everyone was afraid, right? Are, are the lawyers going to lose their jobs to machines and algorithms? But what bore out over time is that they can only go so far and only do so much before you need lawyers, whether it's contract lawyers or associates or partners, to go through the data to Uh, verify, validate, and run a very iterative process to get the most accurate results possible. So we're seeing that same application in the contracts world, where the software programs and the uh, tuning of models around those analytics can only take you so far. There has to be validation, there has to be interpretation, and there has to be an iterative process by humans, by attorneys that understand how to interpret those results. So it's those skill sets that people have been you know, employing for the last 20 plus years that are now in somewhat of a nascency in terms of an industry in the CLM space. And so they're looking to those that have developed and honed those skills over those last 20 years to help them implement and drive that process. Marla, how does this research apply to law firms? Law firms have been slower to adopt technology than corporations. And if you look at the e-discovery world, law firms were 
slower to adopt uh, a managed review. They were slower to adopt using the computer. They were slower to adopt analytics. Um, part of that is because I think law firms are naturally more cautious. They have obligations to make sure that they're overseeing the work appropriately. Privilege is a big issue. And there's a lot of pressure on the law, the law firm to do things very um, precisely. They were driven in the e-discovery world to adopt technology because corporations have, of course, those focuses, but also on top of that, the focus of efficiency and cost savings. And so the corporations really push the law firm to adoption of technology because the corporations put their foot down and said, we're just not going to pay for this anymore. We are not going to pay for your lawyers to review these documents. We are not going to pay for you to supervise a manual review. We want you to adopt technology because that's better for us overall as a business. And I think now in the contract space, we've reached that pivot point again. If you look at a merger and acquisition, a divestiture where lots of contracts are reviewed, the law firm, again, is concerned about the precision with which it works. They want to make sure that they have eyeballs on these documents because there's a notion that that is more accurate. And the corporations are seeing from their side, if we adopt contract analytics, if we use some AI, we are not only saving the enterprise money, but we can see that it's actually more precise and more accurate, just as that pivot point showed that in the e-discovery um, world. So I think we're right there now where law firms are starting to adopt analytics in the contract space. And I've been super impressed because some of our law firm clients actually have teams that they've developed to use analytics for contract projects. And I think there was a time also in the discovery evolution where law firms were starting to take some of that in-house to show their clients, we know how to do e-discovery. We have internal teams. We're on the same page as you are. And what you care about, we care about. And I see some of our more tech forward law firms having that same adoption so that they can be aligned very well with their clients, show that they care about what the corporations care about, cost efficiency and accuracy and adoption of technology. Mark, what's next in legal operations, whether for law firms or corporate legal departments? There was an interesting line in the report from one of the participants that talked about CLM and, and maybe technology in general being a little bit of a hot potato around the organization. So I think one of the things that we're, we're and, and I had actually talked about that with, with some of the clients that I'd met with recently, and you can see the smile come across their face because they've been experiencing the same thing. So I think that legal operations is going to gain more and more credibility across an organization as the place where corporate business leaders go to find solutions that involve technology. I don't think it will be viewed as a 
hot potato anymore. I think there's going to be a true partnership between the business units and legal operations. Another thing that I see, there was a hesitancy to adopt AI. And there was also with CLM very specifically, this idea that the administration of some of the technology was um, you know, disproportionate on some of the time that folks were spending as related to the other aspects of their job. So I think we're going to see more outsourcing in this space. I think we'll see legal operations relying more and more on ALSPs or other service providers to help them with the administration of technology, the application of technology. Most folks today want to get their feet wet, but I think that as we mature, there, there's going to be a good outsourcing model for that, just like there is with e-discovery and document review as we see it today. And I think finally, we'll uh, you know, continued adoption of AI in whatever form that takes. And I don't, I don't know what that is, but everyone is talking about ChatGPT. So I think the impact remains to be seen. You know, ChatGPT or OpenAI or the other aspects of AI, I think that being able to really understand the sort of what, what I'll call the, the non-generative aspects of it, right, where we're not trying to make up something new, but better analyze through natural language processing, how we request or ask questions to a technology system and receive feedback that's more responsive to and more pinpointed to the uh, answers that we're seeking. So I think we're going to see a, a huge impact across the board from in terms of AI and, and corporate legal departments embracing that. And as Marla said, from a law firm perspective, I think they're going to either have to get aligned with that either outsourcing of technology how to use that technology and how to use it for the benefit of their clients. It was interesting. I spoke to a law firm client and they have a, their own client who's interested, for example, in, in ESG initiatives. And this particular client is saying that they need to evaluate their contracts and write all future contracts to have certain clauses and provisions that address ESG. And the law firm came to us in a, what I thought was an amazing move to say, hey, we need someone to actually run the technological aspects of this while we consult with our clients. To me, that's a wonderful demonstration of law firms embracing the technology, the opportunity, how service providers work, how technology works and those that are experts in technology and to drive that process and look for new opportunities. So I think this is about the opportunity that exists. How do we drive it and how do we use technology to leverage and enhance that? This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Mark Zamsky and Marla Crawford, the CEO and general counsel respectively for Simplify, an integrated legal services provider that aligns e-discovery and contract analytics for corporate legal departments and law firms. Marla, Mark, thank you so very much. Thanks, Ari. Thanks, Ari. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.